0: turn down for what? This is The Cole Memo. I'm your host, Cole Preston. Every episode is released in audio, video, and transcript format. To find the transcript, audio, or video version of any episode, please refer to the description of the episode that you're listening to now. Within that description, you can find a link that will take you to our website, which will display the transcript for this episode and the platforms where you can find this episode in audio or video formats. If you're if you are unable to locate the episode description, I know every platform is different. Simply note the episode number and visit com. From there, you can find the corresponding episode, and then you'll be able to access the audio, video, or transcript version of that episode. You might also find any links that we referenced during the episode so that you might be able to do your own research or connect with cool people like uh, the guest I have today. If you're not listening to this episode of The Cole Memo on Patreon, then you're listening to this episode later than our patrons. To become a patron, go to thecolememocom slash Patreon. Once again, that's thecolememocom slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It's a great way to support our show, but of course, one of the best ways to support our show is absolutely free. Tell people about it, subscribe, follow our show, leave us a positive review, favorite it, share it. All those good things. Your engagement and support is appreciated. Today is November 5th, and I'm joined with my good friend, Josh. How's it going, dude?
1: It's going good. I felt like I was on a flight about to take off. So it's good that we're token.
0: Yep. Yep. We're taking off. We are taking off. There you go. Speaking of taking off, let me pull up House Hemp. It's househemp.com, right? HouseHemp.shop.shop. Uh, well, it depends
1: on what, like what are you looking, what are you pulling it up on the uh, interwebs?
0: Yes, the interwebs, and I found it.
1: Dot I found shop. it. Nice.
0: Thank you, and I'll have this as I mentioned in the link description. But folks, this is what we'll be talking about today. It's you already know why I love Josh if you heard our last conversation on the Illinois podcast, and you probably are putting two and two together by looking at this website now. Josh, I just want to give you the floor um, and the space. Yeah, I'm going to make your camera. Folks, again, tune into the video version. I'm going to put this. Yeah, here, take the floor and uh, tell us what we're seeing right now.
1: So first of all, thanks for, for having me on.
0: Maybe oh. even flip that phone sideways if you, if you're able to.
1: Oh, yeah, there we Boom. go. Does that work? Did we just hit horizontal? Yes. I don't think I've ever done that on a podcast ever. So it's the first time, um, but Definitely. I hope it's the first time you're also looking at like what would be the equivalent of like a hemp happy meal, yeah? Um, it has everything that you need to kind of grow your own little happy house hemp at home. Uh, and if you can pass this level, if you can get a little plant growing in your window and you don't need a whole big old setup and uh, or anything like that, then you can start to graduate. Uh, but being exposed to decorative hemp, that's kind of what we're about. Uh, so let me flip back here. Uh, these are our little gift boxes for live events. Uh, so basically like if you're, uh, you know, cannabis company a brand or whatever, and you're looking for something really cool to give your uh, 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 folks this year, um, maybe have them grow your own genetics. Imagine that, you know, Yeah. Um, at home. So, that's what yeah. we're about uh, uh, in the, uh, at least at the launch of this thing, um, because the last time I talked to you was after the innovation lab. Um, shout out to Brad Spearson, um, and at that point I'm still trying to do a grower network, you know, kind of thing um, using Web three and. And this is still my side gig you know it's still like this is cool but uh now it's like after seeing the consumer response taking this kind of concept to to the people oh yeah no it's there folks want to folks want to experience what what it means to grow hemp like they would grow a tomato
0: yeah and yeah what (laughs) the plants you have are just absolutely gorgeous and I remember you actually showed some I, I wish that smell o vision was a thing in this context uh, for the reason that um, you know when I was at the cannabis Innovation lab and you broke out some of those plants, the whole room smelled delicious you know what I mean um, <laughs> so that's that's one thing we're missing out on here at least folks that are that are tuning in but show us those plants again man it's it's just absolutely crazy to see um, what decorative uh, hemp can can produce like that is impressive you know it's very yeah, impressive and it's and...
1: It's, it, it's not meant for consumption if you're wondering like sure. I've, I've got seashells on here that i've sourced from god knows where mm-hmm. there's all sorts of like stuff in there that you wouldn't want to introduce to your body so i'm growing this to flex i'm growing this to make it look cool yeah i'm growing this because we can and i think that's kind of like what's going to help guy so this is an autoflower um, by Dutch passion uh, it is uh, damn it, I don't have the name I think it's I think it's uh I'll get the name for you after but it's by Dutch oh, passion yeah uh, the idea of doing autoflowers flowers uh, that almost act like a glade plug-in because this one uh, the terps that come off of it so if you've got well good ventilation there's a little heat source you're smelling this in the room. You're smelling uh, what otherwise you would pay, you know, Glade Corporation or whatever, whoever does those like uh, plugins to, to, to have in your house. And, and, and the, uh, the smells that come off of this are, you know, berries uh, the genetics that we're growing, particularly for uh, you know, decorative, is a mix between Blue Dream and Runts and the terps that come off of that are super tropical, very blueberry, very gum, uh uh, you know, bubblish terbenes and stuff like that. So that's kind of like where, where we're where we're going with that. But let me uh let me also then run you through um and show you some of the smaller plants that we have. Because we just had this event at Stash Dispensary in Orland Hills and I wasn't expecting, you know, to sell a few plants, just like anybody would sell clones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't keep them on, could not keep these things on the shelf. And the demand was so insane. Now we're trying to grow, like, how do we keep a hundred in inventory a month? How do we, how do we do, how do we keep that kind of going and just make sure all the grandmas are there? But um, as you can see, what we're doing is we're high stress training them bending them around, tying up up with wires um, and just really giving them their own particular shapes, taking them where they want to go and making these little couch canopies, right? So uh, you have this on your coffee table after it's got a couple little buds on it. Um, You're you're not really expecting to smoke that, but you're absolutely experiencing that plant. It's absolutely doing a good job scrubbing the air around you like that kind of stuff. So uh, this is the, uh, you know this is the, the 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 prep table where I come to decorate um, ones that are already kind of ready uh, to to be out there and and uh, the rest are are happening in what I'm calling like the bonsai bakery over here, which is like a absolute mess right now because I move these around, but I'm ready just getting another crop ready for live events here. Um, and then I have a couple of tents that let me think them a little bit more, and I'll show you that stuff. Is the next episode just to keep it uh keep the suspense going? You know, yeah,
0: yeah, no, that's it's so cool, and and like you say, even though it may not be for consumption, I think it goes a long way towards normalizing the plant because not only like people that come through and just see it on your coffee table and it just feels normal like that goes a long way towards normalizing the plant but also just the fact that Mm. you know a person is able to keep something like that alive just like they do with a bonsai tree or whatever as you kind of alluded to at the beginning it could make them feel more confident and comfortable with actually pursuing the cultivation of cannabis maybe not just decorative cannabis so you're you're Mm -hmm yeah I just love this in so many different ways and ever since we started talking about it I was like dude whenever you want to talk about this the 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 platform's open so um yeah (laughs) yeah this is cool this is really cool
1: the idea of hemp being a gateway is ironic Mm -hmm. and fun to use uh and just turn that term gateway to the garden yeah is the way I like to say now because frankly uh, hemp is a very very forgiving plant mm-hmm. uh, to grow it professionally and to master it yeah it takes a long time it takes a lot of understanding but that's the fun about it that's where you can make learning about it fun is if you actually started at that really simple level because like to enter growing right now hemp, cannabis, whatever you, you are looking at prosumer level conversations, gear, investment, etc. Right. right. right? So what we're saying is like, screw all that, right? You, you'll get there. Um, but to start there, it, it, the barriers are too high. And if the future is what I think it's going to be, where this is a very hyper-local business, the cultivation of cannabis craft cannabis and 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 uh and goods and services around it uh then you want to kind of like f- have a way to find the superstars early and fast and 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 really give people just a new alternative uh, uh to, to to putting their hands to work and and uh a plant like um, if you can just treat it like a house plant keep it alive you'll move to other house plants then you move yeah. to the garden and mm-hmm. then you'll like you'll figure out more and more how to take care of yourself uh because you've learned how to cultivate something and and that's the magic of gardening altogether and this is the the industry knows that except the temp has never been available um in to, to be in the mindset of hey can I just grow this just because it's cute not to consume it not to do anything with it um and i'm looking forward to what that's going to bring
0: yeah yeah So i like how you kept it open to the entire garden too because that it truly does inspire me like the tents behind me i'm like you know why don't i just throw other things in there i've been i've been able to grow cannabis you know just fine and so yeah yeah exactly um potatoes
1: man exactly your potatoes bro
0: yeah tomatoes man tomatoes are good as well um and another thing that I feel like you tucked in to, to one of the things you said was it could and would allow like professionals to to perhaps flourish, you know, in another way. And I've always thought that about home grow as well. Like it seems like, you know, we could get into all, obviously the political reasons that it's not happening, but I've always wondered why it hasn't been viewed as like a talent acquisition space. And I think you would. I didn't even think about this before I started, but I think you would really vibe with this idea because, like, that's what you know everything else is, where it's like you let people kind of workshop together and uh, you know Mm -hmm. cook up home code. I'm thinking of like in the IT realm, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like, yeah, you you, by keeping it almost criminalized in some ways, or you know, most people being unable to do it you might even be missing out on some talent that could really you know serve some of these companies
1: and and that's on that's on the people side to me that's very obvious sure what about the plant side yeah like what have we been suppressing because we have had a production mindset towards the plant and it hasn't been a generally accessible plant so let's oh, take a yeah, good point scientifically speaking the co2 levels of consumption of your typical hemp plant right higher than usual across all flora so other part i just said was very forgiving plant put it in your window so if we can get anybody to grow this thing it's easier to grow than a basil plant in my opinion uh then in an urban environment, even if you're doing a bad job of growing the plant, you're still doing a good job of helping offset carbon emissions. And, and it's something we haven't even looked at because we can't grow it or, or we were not able to grow it. Um, or we were not in the mindset that we could grow it in some places like Illinois, Colorado, California, <laughs> you know, from, from the, uh, from this perspective, non-consumption, decorative, uh, follow the regulations, people, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I need this to happen. Please don't get me in trouble.
0: <laughs> uh, to your point of uh, you know, not for consumption and just Illinois, I think you're going to love this one, um, Josh. Like, uh, And to your point of cannabis being a very, uh, or hemp, let's say, uh, being a very forgiving plant. Um, this is an article from all the way back in September 4th, 1989. This is hemp growing in Illinois. Wild marijuana, which is a common problem for Illinois farmers, takes root uh, on the Knox County Farm of John Block. So if you want to read this, um, marijuana, oh, that wow. hardiest of Illinois ditch weeds, annually spreads its seeds on farms throughout the area. And not even on the 3,000 acre Knox County Farm of John Block is immune. It's a very hardy oh, wow. weed that isn't always eradicated by herbicides. And uh, yeah, it's just funny. Um, it just keeps just on growing. And and here's here's the yeah. best part. The wild hemp growing across Illinois is descended from hemp grown by many farmers to produce rope during World War II. So this is just a remnant of…
1: How dare those farmers in World War II use hemp? to make grow. <laughs> what the fuck
0: were they? Yeah, thinking? but to your point, look how forgiving a plant it is. It still grows even though they don't want it to. They're like yeah. trying to kill it. <laughs>
1: Doesn't care. It's just like, can I have some water every once in a while maybe? Okay, cool. Am I in the sun? Sweet. Right? That's that's pretty much about that. Uh and and I think people are going to discover that. I think that the mythology around growing production, you know, consumable cannabis that's hard, right good stuff hard um has has just kind of muddied the mindset about like just how forgiving the fight is uh and we'll get there and and I think that uh the 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 current industry is going to end up being better for it uh especially when it comes from an, an educational perspective the people that are attacking me at these events are grandmas they're people that are would be about my mom's age right now if she was still alive.
0: Attacking you as in like, they really want your stuff. Like I I
1: want to buy that plant. I don't Mm -hmm. care that it's your demo plant. I know you don't have a price on it because you want me to haggle you because I'm old and I know what you're doing, young (laughs) man. I need this plant, you know? And, and frankly, man, it reminds me of my mom and her aunts dragging me off to the flower shows and going crazy over orchids and literally haggling the growers over the price of their flowers to take them
0: home. Yeah.
1: That's where this plant should be. And then, and then the incredible variety uh, of this plant is what's going to keep it really cool and local. To me, phenotype means, you know, your local expression of a thing, right? Like a plant. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to get only things you can see in the Illinois region, only things you can see in the California region, only things you would see in the dry region, whatever. This is what I think is a. you know, where, where this is going to and uh you know, the 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 laws seem to be more and more favorable uh in regards to just letting people uh grow it in their gardens. And um I'm not even asking for that. I'm just like let them put it in a pot in their house, which is none of your business anything. Anyway.
0: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Mr. Government. Just decorative hemp. So
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very cool so, stuff. In
1: the inside environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 towards the middle of the uh event um I did have a photo of the table I didn't put it up at the end there because like but I did have a t- uh photo of the table like after the event it was like destroyed it's, like, <laughs> cleaned no out there. that's a good thing and and it was fantastic because part of it is introducing people to growing another one uh, is uh, most of the plants that went off the table are my own genetics that are being bred specifically for this right mm-hmm. uh, i have my own medical so i grow and pursue my own things obviously sure. but this is a whole different beast um so it's cool to have people out there testing them with me it's given me an idea of how mm-hmm. to do community around this um how to share rights over genetics that we discover together as a community for example uh things like that, because to me, because this is a foundational level category, the genetics that come from this in 10, 15 years from now are gonna be very important and valuable to the people that fucking figured them out, right? Uh, And there are genetics that are gonna be completely different from what's important on the production side. Um, It allows us to pursue things like polyploidal stuff because we're not talking about consumption we don't know. We, we, we can allow mutations to, to happen.
0: You know? Right. Well, some of the things I'm thinking of is like you could take advantage of certain terpenes that people enjoy to make, like you said, it would save you on like air freshener, glade, you know, stuff like that, a <laughs> uh, candles, <Yes.
1: laughs> all yeah, that. Like a living air freshener, um, a living, uh, you know, odorizer, uh, to me, you're cutting down on energy consumption for a machine. Um, and you're also cutting down from on a candle. The, man- the manufacturing that goes into all these oh, uh, disposable plugins and all the plastics that go into that stuff. True. You know. Yeah, I didn't even fucking all, think all, about that. All of it in plants that can be bred very specifically over time to be like, hey, this is super orange. <laughs> and if you like that, like uh you know clean your table smell <laughs> you know uh that's that's what that's, that's what that is. That yeah is super hardcore and, and 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 it would be things that maybe otherwise would be grown for production because hey this is too overpowering on the nose right like people are just coughing all of this up they don't like it but it smelled so good yeah. while it was growing and 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 that's happened to a lot of of breeders and and I know that story can resonate now, they can go, all right, I have another purpose for this fucking genetic now. Yeah. Um, I, or I can take a genetic to a place where, oh shit, not for smoking, but for smell. Let's see where, where I would hunt. Um, there's going to be a bounty uh, of genetics found over the next 25 years on this stuff. And um, I'm hoping that we are... uh uh, at the at the beginning of that and then that we're sharing very equitably and very and 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 with blockchain technology web 3 stuff, um the rights um, the royalties uh and all that other stuff too so yeah looking forward to developing a category here man
0: yeah so once again folks folks house hemp shop dot house hemp dot shop i'll have it in the uh website description rather the episode description um so once again you can check that out on our website or uh, there's a link in this in the episode description that'll just take you right there so um i just got to can you remind me i feel like we talked about it maybe last time but were you just like doing this yourself and then you thought like like you just had a really good exp- like i'm just curious how this came
1: to be So back in about 2018, I'm picking up my mom from Puerto Rico. Um, One of my uh, cousin's husbands is a grower and they used to train the plants down to evade detection. And because of that practice, he took it, on to his spare time to do things like wrap it around a vase. And it's just like art and craft that he was never able to really share with anybody that would be accepting of it. Um, or, Or at the time, just like, you know, really black market. So when I saw the pictures, I was like, hey, this is the business right here. I told them like this is becoming normalized to the point where even just let's say your market is the gangster rappers of Puerto Rico, right? Like, or whatever. Just go give them this amazing shit that I've never fucking seen before. And that was that was about 2018. Um, and then right around there, I started to look up who's doing this. Cannabis, bonsaiing, things like that. And I find a couple out in Toronto that has, uh, on Instagram, they're a uh, can of bonsai with a Z. And they have this amazing coffee book, coffee table book. It's it's full of their photos of techniques and shit they've done over the years. But it's still very niche, right? Uh, Because they're showing high skill level, like, hey, here's this really amazing but high skilled version of this, right? To me, that's like the bonsai aspirational. I see Kenna Bonsai Manny on Instagram with like thousands and thousands of followers people just absolutely went crazy in the comments and uh you know'm I'm, I'm already at this point practicing it but thinking about it in a different way um and it wasn't until I kind of like had a conversation with a former mentor of mine not mentor of mine he used to be he he, he was an investor and then he was the CEO of the company that I fired myself from tap me um, Matt Spiegel's his name uh, tells me if you can show me that people will buy this in a box and you could just like show me in unit economics how this works and you can show me a couple of events like that, that people want this. Like, yeah, duh. If you can show me that uh, I can grow a little plant on my kitchen counter and get a quarter ounce of it, I don't care if you want me to tell me that or not, I'm in. Like, <laughs> you know, kind of stuff. Just show me the consumer product. And, uh, and that's it. It was just like, you know, just, just, just from there, I denied starting it up for about a year and a half, two years convoluted it with let's do a grower network because I see, I see all the parts of this being very hyper-local needing to work with other local growers to fulfill demand. Right. Um, because it's handcrafted, right things like that and just went immediately to let me go fulfill that side of things uh one it was still kind of dubious can i can we sell these plants uh, can we do this legally it was still all all it was still all dubious now it's pretty clear right under a certain uh, height um, under a certain quantity uh, uh, the intense important too right um, we're not intending to distribute to grow uh, for consumption. So there's arguments around that. We're going to challenge the system on that side too. I- I'm happy to be that scapegoat. Um, I think all great entrepreneurs put themselves at risk regulatory wise when there's something that doesn't exist. And I'm willing to do that for this. Um, and that's that. It was just it just kind of like grew from there. Uh, the Cannabis Innovation Lab was the nail in the coffin of not doing it anymore because like the pitch i gave there was still very like here's this potential thing that could exist people i'm still not selling the business right i'm still not showing you i sold 300 fucking plants last month what (laughs) you know i sold three thousand plants last month what and 400 boxes on debut day what like like i'm not telling them these things these numbers are, are these are just examples. I'm not giving out my numbers. None, nothing like that just yet. That's all that needed to happen was, can I be at a booth? Will the public like have the balls to buy this as a product, accept it, have questions, the right questions, walk away with the right intentions, right? Um, is the box, the gift box, the starter kit, an easy sell? Do they get it? And, and Target and and Home Depot and all these other great corporations doesn't have to work for me because they've been selling these seed star kits for years now. <laughs> and people love them. They give them a lot of shelf space, my guy, right? So it was it was kind of a no-brainer. Um, really good to see just... Uh, I've seen the plants work at a table before. We just we weren't selling the plants and people were asking hey can i can i buy that plant was one of the things they would go up to this booth that was just using the plants as a display right um which is dope as hell every event i've gone to not more than 5 minutes past before somebody usually older mom grandma has asked me to buy the plant i have my hands right <laughs> um so the market's there the demand is there and and, and the beautiful thing about this is too is uh, once, once you do have, you know, a few million people growing these things across the state, it's impossible to 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 stop it, right? Um, and and uh, the normalization and the education that'll come with that, uh, to me, it's just the icing on the cake. Yeah, dude. frankly, so
0: that's that's my favorite part. Icing is the sweetest part. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Well, that's really cool. That's really cool. And I'm I'm excited at the prospect or the idea of seeing some of these plants uh, in person. Whether it's at the next cannabis innovation lab, I don't know if you're planning on going going to that one. Um,
1: For sure, I'll be there. Cool.
0: I, I think yeah. I texted you earlier today. I, I might be might be at that one. Try to swing that to make it work. And we got, uh, we got
1: to do like a live like a live podcast or that's what I was just going that, to say. Recording that'd be cool. It.
0: We could like set up at a table and just yeah have a plan with us and do the whole thing.
1: If so. if you don't mind, I'd love to co-opt you to host like a live couch canopy event. Right? Like where it's what I want to call our podcast and our spaces. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. Because like, yeah. it's basically like you know it's it's just trying to normalize that idea. Right. Like where you could just sit down and play video games and like there's your little canopy right there on your couch. Mm-hmm. Like it's just 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 there for you to enjoy. Um yeah. But but I'm also kind of stealing the idea from from Zach Ott and in between Jaferns
0: <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> hey though no, that's that's cool. Ooh. I like this
1: that that's that's more the set kind of thinking we should build there like mm-hmm. I wish I had uh I just cut down some plants, but it would have been perfect to bring, and maybe I got some friends that could help, me. but it would be cool to get some really tall babies.
0: <laughs> you know it would be really cool is that you know we were just talking before we went on air about this floating head look that we have with the zoom uh you know green yeah. screen and so some people are suggesting i get a little bit more professional look so maybe i consult with house hemp on my uh on my display plants you know in the set and Ooh. we can make it very clear that you know they're house hemp plants and it'll just be part of the Cole memo wouldn't that be cool
1: you know frankly man i've been waiting for somebody to ask me for this because we need to have our plants on these backgrounds yeah you know like those sets. little
0: like, subliminal yeah. let's go yeah subliminal. It's just there
1: being a plant, bro. It's the whole thing. It just never had the opportunity to just be a plant. It's always like this thing that people want to burn up, Mm -hmm. right? Like either because they want to smoke it or because they don't want to see it or deal with it. So they just want to burn it all up. You know, let's just let the plant just hang out. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I,
0: I can see it right now. I want to have at least like three plants, you know, like maybe one in the foreground, two in the background, something like that. You know, like one on my desk. And then like two like mm. on
1: shelves, you know, something like that. I don't know. I can see it. You know what, man? I can hear some of the more veteran growers just cringing right now, I'm being like, "Ah, I'm like why would anybody do that?" And I'm like, you know what, man? Listen, 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 tough guy. This gives you the opportunity to like pop some of those seeds that you've been just fucking having in your inventory forever, and you can't catch up on your grow time pop them decoratively just pop them to flex them pop them to look at them right yeah i think people uh, that i
0: th- I think if you yeah, have anybody's cringing at this that's i don't know maybe we're just not on the same bandwidth because i've i've grown them in like solo cups for example and it's it's interesting it's it was the idea that yeah it wasn't necessarily to smoke it was just a science experiment like let's see what this thing can do and if i can find the video i'll display it right now uh maybe i'll add it post-production but um yeah, you know, purely for science, and that's exactly what this is for, you know. So I think every grower is actually vibing with it, to be honest. Maybe there's one weird grower out there that's like, "What the heck? Well, I don't understand." But I think most growers get it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and if they're out there, I challenge you. I challenge you to fisticuffs. Yeah. Uh, you know, come down here and like, you know, come out. Come on, so come on, couch canopy.
0: We'll slam you <laughs> live on a couch canopy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like literally like just, just get on the couch and do some like, you know, some couch rest. Oh man. <laughs> All the way back to childhood right now. This is great.
0: Yeah. So thinking about
1: my mom, thinking about wrestling thinking about couches. Let's go.
0: Just extra plugs for you. And I'm honestly curious because I think you invited it to me to it once, but I wasn't able to make it. Is it something you do on like Twitter spaces or X spaces or whatever we're supposed to call it now?
1: <laughs> so just started that. Um, and this is with my co-founder, Angie Moreland. Uh, she's a grower from, I'll let her introduce herself at some point soon. Sure. Um, but she's a grower from, you know, the the early Cresco days. Uh, and, uh, you know, just immediately fell in love with the idea. And she's also like a floral decorator and a master gardener. And I was like, oh my God. Um, I'm none of those things and I'm doing this and I need somebody like you. <laughs> but she's also done like massive cultivation too. Nice. So she understands that side of things and uh, just d- immediately just made sense. And 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 the idea is, is we're going to do like a weekly space where uh, eventually, right, we get into the cadence of uh, customers and people that have uh, questions about their plants can just jump into the space. We answer them uh, you know, car talk style <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and just go through, you know, go through uh, uh, making sure everybody's uh, having the best time doing this. Um, also sharing, you know, the knowledge uh, that, that, that we have in a simple way, you know, um, keeping up with some of the news. I'd love to, to have you on there. That'd be great. And, and frankly, man, I love that format. The only thing that's kind of keeping me sane on whatever is happening over there, Twitter X, ex, next Twitter, yeah, Twixter. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh Elon, what are you doing, bro? Um is is this spaces format? Right? Is the is the ability to have this like live chat format. Yeah. Um and 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 then being able to pull from the Twitter Twitter audience is good. So uh do it is- over there.
0: I was going to say, it is crazy how they, it seems like they straight up like just totally took that from like, it's like Clubhouse was that for a while. And now that's, that's t- Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's I mean, where tw- that continues. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's still a vibrant Clubhouse community, but I feel like all, you know what I'm saying? Like, spaces are really where that's at now. Am I wrong?
1: All, all of the, all of the people that were hardcore Clubhouse folks are, you know, on, on Twitter doing it way bigger right there it's just it's just the network effect that twitter has i mean they just added calling to just like whatsapp uh Elon has stated what he's going to do is turn it into a everything app a la chinese government um wechat Mm -hmm. and uh you know control our all of our lives from there so you know i'm just kind of giving in to, (laughs) to, to the new broadcast network uh lord and commander and uh, having a space over there about <laughs> growing up <laughs> in your house.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh that's funny. Uh how so that's that's cool though that people can join it over there. I have to agree with you that they're the ones doing that type of like format right. Um do you are you ever actually in the metaverse or any like virtual reality um <laughs> yet? I, I just know that like that's really taken off. Like I just saw a podcast that Mark Zuckerberg, which I saw a post you made about Mark Zuckerberg today. It was hilarious. But uh I saw a podcast he did like a few weeks ago in this virtual like space they made. It was very interesting. I was just curious, do you like do VR at all yet? I just feel like it's gonna be awesome I, in so, the future.
1: I'm I'm more of a I'm more of an AR guy when it okay. comes to like new interfaces stuff, but but I'm a hardcore video game oral guy. So mm-hmm. To me, a virtual reality is that, by definition. Yeah. Um, the interface is is uh, is what people are trying to get to right now, but the concept is penetrated my mind a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. to, to me, a virtual uh, asset um, can mirror a real world asset. Like you can have parity between your car, IRL and URL, right? Your house, IRL and URL. If that's what you choose to 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 have as an avatar, right? Um, Part of the exploration um, around the bonsais was how can I use NFTs? How can I use uh, uh, that technology? Not from a market standpoint or trading standpoint, Mm -hmm. but as a data repository for the plant. Um, Keeping track of the grow law, keeping track of the pictures and the rights of the picture um, based on the grower and the plant itself, right? As proof that that's where that came from. Um, future internet stuff, how to prove providence and rights. That's kind of where I'm at with that. Web and three. Importing my plants into fucking GTA to flex them. <laughs> into GTA? <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Like, like imagine, like, all right.
1: So ima- imagine in Grand Theft Auto, the okay, new yeah. one, right? The online yeah. version. I can choose to be like a fucking black market grower or whatever. And fucking be super <laughs> gangster about it. And like fucking, instead of growing the, the, the shitty stock plants that they give me, uh, that take two gives me, I can import my own 3d, uh, version of my own plants, uh, that have their provenance on the blockchain. And uh, right. You know, right. I could, I could even sell, I could even sell clothes <laughs> of the plant to other people that have in their rooms. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's kind of where I see all that stuff going it's what video games have been doing for a long time you know just providing us this alternative expression space Um, to me the metaverse really is the not what none of this VR stuff but a collection of all human stuff if that makes sense so the universe being everything that was here before we were here and became sentient and everything Mm -hmm. that uh, we do as sentient as a sentient race is our metaverse. Um, it's it's what we uh, uh, are 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 saying as creatives, as product makers, as whatever the fuck it is that we are um, as humans. That's our creations all together, right? Digital has advanced to bring that together in a way um, that's very special. Web three. Has is going to bring the governance around IP um, um, and and other stuff and and better monetization for creators um, around that concept. Uh, So that's all it is. Everything else is like, you know, just people taking advantage of this new system and marketing it in a way uh, that makes them money, just like everything else. You know, Uh, most people don't need to have. Gold in their house, but (laughs) you know, in the beginning, folks used to run around selling it from the the back of their cart. So it was was important shit. Yeah. Anyway, I
0: I found my foray into decorative cannabis. Took me a while, but I found it. Want to see it? Let's go. Um, this I will have to see what date this is from. One hundred twenty, June twentieth, twenty twenty one. This is what I grew in a solo cup.
1: Oh wow. That's thick.
0: Yeah. Thick I ended up girl. giving it to a friend and he did consume it and he said it was great. It was like, nice. You know,
1: I mean, that's like, a, that's a fat, that's a fat little nun. You can get a, a really nice couple of blunts out of that.
0: Yeah. He said it was about an eighth. Wow. And I just grew that st- like just a seed that I was going to pl- like, I was going to replant it. And then I was like, fuck it. I just let it grow straight up and put it into my flowering tent. Yep, I went into flower. I don't and- even
1: care. It's like, fucking just do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was fine. Honestly, it smelled great. And he said, I just like clipped it. And I was like, here, I was like, you're going to have to do the drying and the curing. But you know, like if you do it right, it'll smoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? exactly and he said he did and he said it it did <laughs> so yeah anyways just kind of a funny story um but yeah dude i i love what you're doing with this uh i know i already stated it but it's just it's the twofold of not only exposing people uh you know to it by just having it you know decoratively displayed it catches people's eyes most people like they, first of all, they may not even understand that it's cannabis until they really get a good look at the leaf. Cause not a lot of people I think are familiar with what cannabis looks like flowering. I think more people are familiar with what it looks like in the veg state cause they know what the leaf Mm -hmm. looks like. So when they see it flowering and they smell it, they're like, Whoa, what is that? You know? And then they take a closer look and they're like, Oh my gosh, that's cannabis, you know? And then my, my most favorite part about it, I know I keep leading with the normalization part, but I think that's the part that lays the foundation for us to continue moving and making substantive reform in cannabis is that normalization. So that's why I lead with it. Um, but I think the second part is, and the really, really important part is when people figure out that you can just do this and it's not that hard and cannabis uh, or hemp is as forgiving as it is, they start to wonder like, maybe I could start to save like 10 bucks a month and buy a tent one of these days and buy a light one of these days. And, you know, maybe I Mm -hmm. could try to grow cannabis because it doesn't seem to be that hard or maybe it doesn't even have to be cannabis. Maybe they can be, you know what? Maybe I do want to rent a plot this summer and start growing tomatoes and zucchini because I could grow cannabis. You know, I could keep that plant alive and that's, I don't know. I think that's
1: what, or or, or maybe I don't have the space to grow right now and this is still a way to keep up with my craft my yeah. love for it um and uh you know just a way to continue to explore i i think that that's our goal and and to me to to that point it deserves not just a business but it deserves like a an association it deserves like a national decorative hemp association type thing and and I've been writing a charter for this over the last like couple of weeks now, um, because I want Illinois to host the first ever decorative hemp uh, expo or, or or you know like the when when you bring the top of the game to the table to go what are the rules of this what are mm-hmm. what are we going to do with this right how are we going to work together to make this happen um i want i want it to happen right right here um and uh that's complete it's completely outside of uh of what i'm trying to do but but at the same time uh it gives the platform for other people like me in other places to do this and and that's what that's what needs to happen like it can't be uh It can't be some like fiat, you know, I'm going to go and get patents on nobody else can do decorative hemp or say this or say that. Like uh, it has to be, it has to be like straight up, um, you know, get the best and the brightest together and uh, take advantage of the moment um, to work together on this next level versus make it some sort of like state by state competition. And then within the state, it's another free, you know, it's another leveling up of stuff. Like this needs to stay like all the other flowers on the market. Right. We just have certain rules and things that make us work together in a different way. I don't know. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, But it deserves that, you know,
0: yeah and it's i don't know i just the note i i really would like to i guess we could we don't have to close on on you know i've got plenty of time but my last my last thought i guess that i have right now is it's been 81 years approximately since the government said grow hemp right and and now with the farm bill they're saying grow hemp and they don't seem to not be saying it's not like you know hemp's going to become there's no indication that hemp is going to become illegal especially when you're talking about hemp that is not for consumption purposes especially when you're talking about that you know yeah you're just it's not going to go away so yeah grow people grow (laughs) grow you know and you should It's, it's woven into our fabric as a nation i don't mean to get patriotic or anything but like hemp is we need to continue this tradition you know this is a good this is one of the few traditions that's like kind of okay in american history that i think we should continue
1: <laughs> well you know? it's, it's a reuniter for me man i see it i can see it happening and yeah. uh i'm cool i think that is a good note yeah to leave it on sweet you know? well it's, it's josh so i hope yeah, and I hope that
0: we can connect here in the future, if not at the Cannabis Innovation Lab sometime soon. Um, buy a few happy meals from you and uh, get some decorative cannabis going on. So, well, folks, uh, one more time, it's househemp.shop. The link is in the podcast description. I hope you found as much value in this conversation as I did. We'll see you on the next episode of The Cole Memo. Take care, everybody.